po 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 boys. Some of the most intellectual, bookish boys out there. Po 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 boys. With Pete and Josh. Josh. Well, I'm I'm, I'm Pete. I'm Josh. I figured at some point I would just start coughing or something for community. That was impressive. I mean, yeah. That was. I mean, you can tell that the 5K fight for your life, you know, where you also have to swim um, Mm -hmm. under a sewer as well. um, Like, you're not breathing during that. Yeah, well, it's actually, honestly, um, my my singing and my strength in singing and my ability to hold a note all comes from um, doing neck weights, like a neck press. And I do a a neck curl. It's like a push-up, but you lay flat on the ground, and you put, like, a big dumbbell, ideally 75, 80 pounds for your first set, and you just put that over your neck, and then you lift it, but you only use your neck. And then they have, you know, they have, you know, the tricep... um, Push down, pull down, whatever you want to Obvi- call it. Yep, obviously. With the cable, and you, you have a cable. There's a one where you take a cable and you tie it around your neck and you pull it. You pull the weight with your neck. Yeah, it's called the, the dead man's it. choke. Yes. Because exactly, if yeah. you don't have the next the neck strength to do it, you're a dead man. Right. Yeah, I should I should mention you yeah, you're doing this off of the end of the pier. Mm-hmm. At Muscle and, Beach. You're also supposed to bring a letter with you so that... A letter? Yeah, a letter with you so that if it goes poorly, the people that run that gym don't get sued. Yeah, and it's one of these things. You're also supposed to bring, like, last one testament, that kind of thing. And it's one of these things where, like, people will try and show that they're tough by not doing that. Um, But honestly, the toughest guys... Who are actually like, and gals, secure in their strength and their fitness. They still bring it because of respect for the game. And the other thing, it's kind of showboating. The other thing too is you want to you want to line those things out because as two swole boys that have vast vast economic portfolios um, and financial portfolios, Mm -hmm. if something were to happen where if something were to happen to one of us. Due to the many, many, many um, enemies that we have, there would be vultures coming left and right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there'd be people coming after our IPO. There'd be p- people coming after our LLC. So yep. you might think, "Hey, I'm young. I'm fresh. I'm swole. I, I shouldn't have. A have neck. I shouldn't have a will. All right. I right. shouldn't have a testament um, for my last will and testaments." But that's just not that's just not good sense. So no, no, no. Uh, speaking of these enemies that are that are circling around like so many vultures. Hey, hey, poheads out there. Hey, uh, all our online community, Star Wars community. I know you think it's funny when you retweet John Favreau's picture of him in Spider-Man: Far From Home corralling little high school kids and you photoshop pete and i's faces onto the little students 
So it's like John Favreau's like protecting us or something. Cut it out. You think that's funny? Cut it out. Hey, I know you think that's funny, and I'm sure John thinks it's hilarious. How about, how about give it a rest? How about that? How about we have families? You get that right? Like they have to see that kind of stuff. Kick rocks. All right. Kick rocks. Kick rocks. Kick rocks. Go do a neck lift off of a. With a short fear, you no, know? Don't do that, actually, down. because you would be the dead man in the dead man's um, workout. So do not, do not do that. You have to go through years of preparation to get to that point. So, but do it, I dare you. Still kick rocks. Yeah. Um, we actually, in other news, it's, it's getting to be, you know, big summer convention time. Um, I think the day this comes out will be the first day of San Diego Comic-Con. Famously, second episode of this show, last year at San Diego Comic-Con, Clone Wars saved, baby. Well, we we hadn't started recording until August, but this was some of the material we talked about. That's true. Yeah, yeah, we we were recording at that time, I think, but we hadn't released it until. Really? Okay. I don't remember that. I mean, our our second episode is, is hashtag Clone Wars saved. Um, so despite, you know, Disney having its own convention, D23, which is next month, and Star Wars having its own convention, which we covered in excruciating detail, uh, you you can't rule out some Star Wars news coming out of San Diego Comic-Con, not the least of which being, if, if, if nothing else comes out, this week we got a sneak peek at a new action figure from... Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. Sith Trooper, Sith Trooper. Oh yeah, it's it's really cool. And um, listeners, if you haven't seen it, guess what color it is? Not white. Is black. Not black. Nope, they already did that. That's a Death Trooper. Not silver. Is that plasma? Phasma. Yep, Captain Plasma. <laughs> Corporal Corporal Plasma reporting for duty. Corporal Plasma, Phasma's. <laughs> chromioplasma, I think, is the. Oh, chromioplasma. Cor- corporal Chromioplasma. Corporal chromio- uh, Chromioplasma. Yeah. Phasma's moody uh, cousin. Yeah, famously played by the same actress who played. Um, Blevin. Brenda of oh. Quarth. Brenda of Quarth. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to do a wild guess, um, is it crimson? Is it? Ooh, crimson would be nice. <laughs> crimson, is like when you say like a slight, you know, descriptor of a color, it really just like <laughs> I was before we started recording, I was very down on like red is so dumb. Just like right. do something else. Not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying like different colors. Um, just like anything, um, but now that you say crimson, I'm I'm cool. I'm looking at it from a different light. Sure, I mean you got yourself look. You got red dawn. Oh no, Russians are invading. Like sure, Patrick, you know Swayze is very good looking. Yada yada. But crimson dawn. Hubba hubba! You got yourself a Star Wars story. Look at this. Words have meaning, which will tie into what we're talking about later. Sith trooper is a red stormtrooper. Is a red first door stormtrooper. But wait. There is also, you've got, like, you know, the eye slit, and you got the mouth slit on, like, a regular stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. 
And you're like, oh, was just a regular red stormtrooper. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. There's a slit connecting the eye slit to the mouth slit. How about that? That's something different. As you can tell, listeners, we are um, super excited for um, the Sith Trooper. Look, it got my imagination going. Because why is it called a Sith Trooper? Who's calling it a Sith Trooper? Wasn't Kylo Ren like Jedi, Sith, like it's all got to go? Maybe he's just leaning fully back into it. Wait, maybe. Maybe after the events of Last Jedi, he's like, all right, nope, forget this. No middle ground. Nope. Does he go full tilt into that? Uh, is somebody else main sister? I don't know. It got my imagination going, which is, you know, kind of the, you know, that's, that's one of the exciting parts about this, um, journey to any new given Star Wars movie is seeing these behind the scenes pictures or seeing these new characters or new aliens and stuff like that. And, you know, eventually Pablo Hidalgo will come down from on high and give us all the answers and I'll read all about the Sith Troopers and the... Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary that I'll pre-order to make sure it's here the day that that movie comes out. But, you know, for now, like, I got my buddy at work. We talk Star Wars. We probably, we probably spent a good 20 minutes talking about what Sith Trooper can mean. Now, that that should be a podcast. You and your coworker talking about <laughs> <laughs> Sith Troopers yeah. in between you doing work? Write an email. Oh, my gosh. What does it mean to be Sith? Oh my god! Well, that's what's it. Like, okay, and Kylo Ren's like destroy the Sith or whatever, and then Sith Trooper. But there's a bunch. Clearly, no. Well, what is there a bunch? Maybe there are only two. Maybe there's only one. Remember, we get the Executioner Trooper in Last Jedi, but you don't see a bunch of Executioner Troopers. You know, maybe it's only a few. Where do they fit in with the Knights of Ren? Oh uh, well, they um, in the Last Jedi uh, book novelization, they talk about the Executioner Trooper. Yeah, they talk about the Visual Dictionary too. How it's like a rotating thing. Yeah, rotating the rotating thing, but, and you don't know who like it is or something, which I guess does and doesn't make sense because once you realize who in your squad isn't there. But anyway. Yeah, who knows? But you know, I don't, is Kylo Ren maybe using the Sith ideology, getting some folks to drink Kool Aid, being like, "Hey, looking out for number one, and I'm helping you look out for number one," or selfishness, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Gets the mind wandering. So we got, you know, if nothing else, we got the Sith Trooper reveal ahead of San Diego Comic-Con. If you're going there, you know, you can get way too much merchandise that's just a, a red Stormtrooper. Um, I have it on good authority that it is actually a tie-in with the weird Coke bottle on Galaxy's Edge, but whatever. And then, you know, next month, D23, we're, we're getting word that... The Mandalorian will have a presence there, which is, you know, that, that makes sense. I think that will probably finally be when all you other plebeians that aren't me get to see some footage from the Mandalorian. Um, and it makes sense because, I mean, D23, I think the biggest, you know, they don't have to sell you on Marvel movies. They don't have to sell you on Star Wars movies. But Disney Plus, I think, is going to be having a heavy presence there. And Mandalorian is definitely the figurehead of that. So I think within, you know, next month and a half, we're going to be getting some deets on that sweet, sweet show. Well, yeah, they're just going to find ways to motivate people to want to spend, like, what, six bucks a month on Disney Plus? Six ninety nine, I think. Okay, yeah, seven bucks. So. Yeah. Um, uh, and this is supposed to be the flagship. Disney, looks like Lion King's Metascore is like 50 something, so take that, John Favreau, and 
whatever. I'm probably going to still see it anyway. Yeah, I'll probably still see it, too, just so that I have, like, more material when I make fun of him. Sure. Because it's not like us going is the make it or break it for it getting, you know, a billion dollars. Well, yeah, because we'll get... We'll get... Um, Early screening. Screeners from the uh, American Influencers Guild, AIG. Yeah, so we'll we'll be able to see it through non-financially... Um, trying means and listen I mean listener if you have an enemy um, say it's a loved one that you've now spurned say it's somebody at work that happens to listen to two co-workers talk about Star Wars all the time and you want to get back at them what I would recommend (laughs) is to fully immerse yourself into those people's lives and then become a sleeper cell and then once you've done that Excuse me? A sleep cell. Um, and once you've done that, oh you can figure out what pushes their buttons and how to um, annihilate them, either mm-hmm. through interpersonal relationships, through financial means, whatever it takes to take down somebody that is a monster just like John Favreau. Sure. Sure. So, you know. Isn't that cool that we talked about news and that, you know, stuff News, 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 news. And it's, you know... News, 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 news. So isn't that cool? Um, Pete, you got anything else in the the way of news or should we get into it? (laughs) The funny thing is also this news, you say it's four days old, but it's really going to be like a week and a half old when this thing comes up. That's true. I don't know where I'm getting four days. It's not Monday. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. Still live. Look, it's July, and we all know what that means. It's National Books Month. Books, books. Books, 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 books. books. It's National Books Month. And because of that, we're going to do a returning favorite, fan favorite segment. Last week, Old Boys and Cars Getting Calf. Y'all love that. Ate it up. Um, This week... The return of another fan favorite segment in honor of National Books Month. It's Book Boys, baby. Book, 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 boys. Oh my god, let me get some sweet, sweet book sounds here. Hear that? Hear those pages? Books Month. And so, Book Boys, Book Boys, Book Month. We're gonna, today we're gonna talk about a, uh, Book? Quote fingers. And you might think, you might think, um, why are two swole boys talking about books, right? Like, what does reading a book have to do with your workout routine? And listen, listener, the mind that controls the whole thing. That that controls the whole shebang. Okay. Um, without yeah. it, you can't do a lot of stuff. And you don't get to be a swole boy without being an intellectual boy. That is true. Hashtag frankly, intellectual boy. And quite frankly, a little bit smarty pants. And the other thing too is we push our bodies to the limit um, beyond what is um, recommended for the human um, condition. And that mm-hmm. is not something that you do. Um, without having the mental fortitude to 
realize what you're doing, what you're doing, and then push through the door. You take right. both the red pill and the blue pill, yeah. and then you accept it, and then push your body beyond the limit. That's right. Hashtag purple pill. <laughs> Hashtag purple pill. Um, so we also have to read do books you know um like book the book books and yeah that's just to make sure that our minds are set in order to accomplish our um everyday tasks of like lifting right. things and moving things pushing and things, pushing things, things pull day push day and you know, you got carrying things in the and like looking at things um listening to things all of that lips. comes back to the mind. Deltoids. Yeah. So, books for the mind, except this book is a little different. Oh, that is true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're doing Dooku Jedi Lost. Is that the full mm-hmm. title? Yep. Um, it is Dooku Jedi Lost. I did not pull up any. And why did they put the colon in that bad boy? Um, right after Dooku. Brilliant. Yeah, I did not pull up any of the information for this. Like, who oh, wrote it? <laughs> um, here we go. So cool. Uh, it was written by Kevin Scott, who has glasses. That's kind of cool. Um, he is a writer. He's been given... A bunch of Star Wars books, but um, oh, he does the Choose Your Destiny series. Have you seen any of that? Mm-mm. Okay, um, and then he's working on Project Luminous with Claudia Gray, Charles uh, Soule, um, Daniel Jose Older, and Justina Ireland. Which um, okay. I'm not. I've heard some like inklings of it, but I'm not. Oh, that's why. Um, there's nothing there. They haven't said what it is. <laughs> yeah, Charles Soule keeps te- teasing it on, on his uh, Twitter account. Charles Soule, who, of course, wrote the, the Poe Dameron comic book that we famously recreated on an early episode. Um, look, you keep beating around the bush here. It's an audio book, but it's like an exclusive It's an exclusive audio book, yep. With like a full cast. It's like an old broadcast radio serial type of thing and i understand this has got like music sound effects it's got a cast it's not just one narrator is that correct um yeah it has a it has a full cast um it looks like it has four narrators that are attached to it okay and so pete has ingested this book but not really or is it i mean Uh, i have not and so we're gonna kind of talk through it see what pete got out of it and at the very end I'll reveal whether or not I will read, aka listen to, this book based on Pete's suggestions. Um, yeah, so... Isn't that exciting? I'm going to read the summary for it real quick. Um, really? And then um, you can ask some questions or I can tell you some like general takeaways from it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if, if I'm a listener who hasn't check this out but i want to check it out what's your what's the spoiler level oh stop run away stop okay so there you go yeah. all right so if you're gonna yeah um so if you're gonna listen to this spoilers ahead yeah these these book series are gonna just be there for the people that have um either a already listened to it and want our takes on it um my take mm-hmm. from having consumed it 
your take from, you know, hearing me do the blow by blow. Um, and then the second people are the people that do not want to have to listen to a seven hour audio book. And, um, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's one workout. Um, that do not want to listen to a seven hour audio book and just want to know what does this add to the star Wars universe? Because all these books are supposed to bring something to it. So like, um, I don't think we're ever going to do that Ahsoka book. Um, but I read the Ahsoka book. Yeah, I well, that it was just. Oh, well, but it's kind of. It's, it's a few yeah, it's a few years, years old at this point. But like, there's a book about Ahsoka. Um, that's in between episode three, episode four, that shows how she got her lightsabers or started to get her lightsaber. Right? How, how she got the white the white crystal? I don't know. Why are we talking about this? Well, I'm just saying, like, it doesn't. If you don't read, uh, listen to this audiobook or read these books. It's not like you miss some huge, huge key moment, but it oh, just adds yeah. a couple things that help explain things later on in the yeah. series. Yeah, for sure. So, and if you're listening solely to find out whether or not I will be listening to this, just, I guess, go to the end of the episode and keep hitting that 15-second button. I think it's, um, it's actually 30 for iTunes now. 30 and 15. I listen on Spotify and Stitcher. So. Oh, cool. I mean, we're we're really coming at you from. In fact, just go to the end of the episode, and I will just say yes or no, and then the episode will be over. It will be the last thing in the episode. So I'll help you out with that. All right. So, um, Darth. Tr- Here's the summary: Darth Tyrannus, Count of Serena, leader of the Separatists, a red saber unsheathed in the dark. But who was he before he became the right hand of the Sith? As Dooku courts a new apprentice, the hidden truth of the Sith Lord's past begins to come to light. Dooku's life began as a one privilege born within the stony walls of his family's estate, orbited by the funeral moon where the bones of his ancestors lie interned. But soon his Jedi abilities are recognized and he is taken from home to be trained in the ways of the Force by the legendary Master Yoda. As he hones his power, Dooku rises through the ranks, befriending fellow Jedi Sifo Diaz and taking a pattern of his own, the promising Qui-Gon Jinn, and tries to forget that life that he once led. But he finds himself drawn by a strange fascination with the Jedi Master Lena Castana and the mission she undertakes for the Order, finding and studying ancient relics of the Sith in preparation for the eventual return of the deadliest enemies the Jedi have ever faced. Caught between the world of the Jedi, the ancient responsibilities of his lost home, and the alluring power of the relic, Dooku struggles to stay in the light even as the darkness begins to fall. So, this... Is the apprentice he's courting Pong Krell? No, it's Asajj. Oh, yeah. So this, um, this audiobook follows two timelines. So it follows the present, which is some... Uh, timeline between episode two and episode three and then it goes into Dooku's past so it starts off with Asajj Ventress um, who's is it actually after two though because I would imagine he had Ventress employed before um, the, on- the only marker that's been shown is that um, Dooku rescues her from the fighting pits mm-hmm. and that's that's literally it and he okay. insinuates that he has a lot of enemies, um, and the Republic is after him. So it's I think it's sometime between two and three. Mm-hmm. So, 
um, Asajj is sent to um, come to his house um, on Sereno, and she is having a confliction um, of morality, which we see that in the Clone Wars TV show. But um, in the audiobook, her master keeps coming to her in visions. Uh, not visions, like actually talking to her. Um, so he keeps saying, you know, you don't have to do this. You don't have to be his master. Remember what I taught you, etc. So he, she is sent to Dooku. And Dooku says that he needs to find his sister. So Dooku has... Uh, a sister named Jinza, and then a brother named Ramil. And he sends Asajj to go find present day his sister Jinza. And. Does Dooku have a first name? Uh, no. Hmm. Yeah. Probably Roy. Um, counts like the title of the head of um, Sereno or something. So, which is weird that they all have. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, that's. One of the storylines is Asajj looking for Jinza, Dooku's sister. And then Dooku's like, in order to find her, here is some audio, here's some, um, like, files of our interactions over the years. So he had been d- sending her video files for, like, decades while he was a Jedi, and he wasn't allowed to do that. So basically it goes through... Um, Dooku as a 10-year-old all the way to right before Dooku leaves the Jedi Order. And it's all detailed through Dooku sending these video files to his sister. So it'll be like Asajj is on Dooku's ship heading to this planet to follow the lead, and then it'll show this seminal moment of Dooku's life. Um, Cool. So the... Kind of big things that happen. Um, Dooku is basically sent on the trajectory he is because Sereno, which is like part of the Republic, but is in the near closer to the Outer Rim, has basically like an arms sale show. Is the only way? No, it's it's like the World Fair, like in Chicago. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Where they brought in a bunch of Outer Rim. Um, um, worlds to like show what they can bring to the new republic and the jedi come and then yoda's like not smart enough to be like maybe we shouldn't bring dooku back to his country it was back to his world um but that's kind of where it sparks things off um he meets jinza and ramil who did not know he existed um and his sister's like infatuated with him the brother like views him as a freak um and that's kind of where it starts off. Uh, he's set down the narrow path. He only has one friend, which is Sifo Diaz, um, who is somebody that you find out later on has these painful, painful force visions. So he keeps viewing what mm. ends up happening in episode two and episode three. Mm. Um, and he actually has more immediate views. So, like, there's a planet that... Um, like loses 90% of its population and he has the vision and they get there too late. So like they go to this planet that everybody lives on like these floating platforms, kind of like Bespin, but Mm -hmm. the actual planet itself is 
completely fine. They just grow Bacta, which is like the, um, you know, medical uh, catch-all. Like that's what right. they put um, Luke in in um, episode on Hoth. Is just uh, is just Bacta. So th- these people like have moved all of their society on these floating platforms, and then Bacta's all um, on the planet growing. And like a solar flare happens, which he predicted, but they don't get there fast enough. And a solar flare happens, and um, like ninety percent of the um, platforms fall into the app in- into the planet and kill all these people. But the new Rep- the Republic only cares about the Bacta. Because it's kind of like, mm. you know, this huge resource, which is kind of um, symbolic of like what you know real countries care about too, of you know, getting one resource and and over investing, making sure the resource is there, and then the people are secondary to that um, resource. So, um, there's that. Um, they show each part. So there's like a part where. Yoda chooses him as his apprentice. Um, there's this um, Jedi Master Lean Castana, who is basically a crazy woman who also thinks that the Sith are coming back. So she keeps trying to find clues that that's occurring without her realizing as she drags Dooku along, um, he's also getting exposed to that. So, like, while he's a Jedi, he does sit, um, force lightning, which is in, which is interesting because they like get tricked um, by this like um, cult of like not Sith followers, but you know how there are different um, groups of the Force. Um, yeah. They they like introduce one of them that like use these like vines to like wrap people up and suck their Force life out of them or something, and then little do they know, Dooku just like does force lightning kills all of them. Um, and he does that a couple times and really does really doesn't know what's going on. But, um, this Jedi Link Kastana kind of says it's not his fault that everybody goes towards the dark side and that you just have to come back to the light. He leans fully into it. Um, there is, they do introduce, um, Qui-Gon Jinn, the voice acting for it is so, so bad. It's like this heavy, heavy Scottish accent um, that doesn't sound anything like Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. Um, And then they also introduce um, Dooku's first apprentice, um, which was Rail Avaros, and he's like this whereas Dooku's like this kempt person that is very um, with it, you know, he's like the creme de la creme of Jedi. Um, this guy is, like, unkempt. He doesn't clean his clothes. Um, he doesn't, like, wash his hair. Um, he's, like, the complete opposite of Dooku, but since they are opposites, um, they kind of have this, like, kindred spirit, this, uh, kinship. So they talk about that a little bit. And then it also shows how, um, he ends up leaving the Jedi Order, too, and, um, becoming the head of um, Sereno. So, the the big the big four things I think um, that this talks about are early years of Dooku. Um, it gets a glimpse into his partnership with Qui Gon. It talks about if you want to know about Sifo-Dyas past. Um, really, there's really nothing on Sifo-Dyas other than those lost episodes. 
Yeah. So if you want, they go into him a lot. Um, and then there's some background. Um, they like talk about um, how the Jedi are raised. Um, so they're raised. They're all put in clans to have camaraderie. And then there's one Jedi that kind of leads them, kind of like Harry Potter, where it's like they're all put into like houses, and then they have one person leading that house. It's very, very similar to that, except it's not based on years. Um, it's just whatever, you know, All there's just a clan for these nine-year-olds, and then they continue through that. And then lastly, it, um, like, also drastically expands on Asajj and Dooku's relationship to be more of um, an abusive relationship. So, like, you know, they talk about in episode like seven or episode eight or just when you're not seeing a Jedi or a Sith, they talk about them being a cult, right? Sith cultists, um, the Jedi order being a cult of monks that have these strict rules. And you really get into the like cult aspect of it and the abuse that she is put through with Dooku as her master. So, um, questions. Questions. Oh, what were we talking about? <clears throat> um, book boys. Book boys, book boys. <sighs> um, <clears throat> so, it's an audio book. It's not a book book yet. Mm-hmm. Is there... Talk to me about this medium. Do you feel like... Does it, does it take advantage of the audio medium in a way that, like... It's more like is it is it more than a transcription of a book into audio? Well, it's tough to it's tough to judge that because it's audiobook only. So, um, right, you but, know, I mean, it it's something different than just an audiobook because at the end of the day, an audiobook is just a recitation of a book, whereas this was written as an audiobook first. Like, mm-hmm. It is not a book. You can't get a book of this, not yet anyway. Do well, you feel that at all? Does it feel like it was written for the audio medium? Well, it feels kind of like um, a long-form radio story. Yeah. Because that was, um, I don't, you know, I'm not really a historian of radio stories, but let's say in the 30s and 40s, that was a big thing. Um, like. Well, in 1977, that was a big thing. Was that War of the World? The BBC, the BBC did a radio serial of Star Wars with the cast of star wars really okay i did not know that see when i think of radio stories i think of war of the worlds where people actually thought that aliens that can't touch water um were taking over Mm -hmm. but it 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 does feel a lot like that yeah um so i really i i listen to i don't know if you do but i've listened to like four or five audiobooks um, I'm, yeah. I'm not really big into audiobooks, but something yeah. that I've found is it all depends on who the one person is that is the voice actor. Um, because, like, the last... I think yeah. I've talked to, to you about this off mic a couple times, but the last Jedi audiobook is so bad. It's so it's bad. Because, because if you... Like... And I've said this a, I've said this a couple of times, like... If you are a Rose hater, this is the audiobook for you because it makes Rose um, feel, feel so whiny. It makes her feel so like pathetic and just infatuated with Finn 
Um, yeah, and I believe the author has actually commented on it, kind of being like, yeah, I was going off like an earlier version of the script, or like, yeah, he, he has made some comments kind of uh, ruling those those characterizations, if I if I am remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. So it's not... Because it's usually, it's one guy or gal, and then they're doing voices for, you know... The entire, the cast. entire cast. Yeah. So um, it's a tall task because you have to do Phasma, you have to do Kylo, you have to do um, Snoke, and then Rose. So you're doing all these different voices, but... Um, what I liked about this of just putting in more effort into the voice cast, like it was yeah. a, I think it was the Asajj, um, voice actor or if not, it was a very, very good, uh, rent, like, uh, rendition of it. So yeah. I, it, having fresh new voices really enhances it. It makes it feel much, much bigger than a typical mm-hmm. audiobook. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel so? I don't. I I like Attack of the Clones quite a bit, but at the end of the day, I you know the logic behind the clone army and the establishment of the clone army and the Republic very quickly deciding to take this like super rickety gift horse that clearly has a burning fuse coming out of it is uh is strange and kind of hard and the whole psychedelia of it all. It's still hard to wrap your head around. They did one of the final arcs for Clone Wars in the Lost Missions section, the kind of unofficial season six that was on Netflix. Tries to kind of bridge some of that and go into Sifo-Dyas and go into that establishing of the clone army and stuff like that. It still feels murky to me. Um, does this shed any light on that to you, Do you in, in the Sifo-Dyas of it all? Or is it more just kind of characterization of Cyclades. Um, it, if you want to have those questions answered, it doesn't do that. Yes. Um, it does go into why Cyphodeus would want to do the clone army because uh-huh. he's having visions of episode two and episode three, like when they're 20 years old. Um, he spends the bulk of the time that Dooku like gets his first and his second apprentice traveling with his old master and his old master basically keeps um memory extracting um from him so Hmm. they have she has this like they don't really hint at it if it's a sith relic or if it's a jedi relic but basically there's this like um cloth that has a bunch of like um, inscriptions on it that might be jedi might be sith and then you wrap the cloth around your arm, and it takes away memories that you choose. So he spends, like, let's say 20 years having these, like, seizure, you know, visions, and then um, having to um, take them away. Um, his master has to end up taking them away. So, um, so he basically goes through what I go through when I try and figure out the clone army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seizure, and I can't my mind goes all over the place and I get confused and have visions. Yeah. Okay. Do they go to, do they, do they, do they name drop Malachor? Talking about Sith, Sith archaeology? No. No. Um, at one, at one point he does, um, like flat out say, well, Dooku also has a vision too. And he like Mm. describes blow by blow Asajj. 
and she's the one it, it, she's the character that we're the POV that we're seeing all of this through mm-hmm. um, the point of view so she's like oh crap um, he is describing me to a T this isn't this is crazy No further questions. No further questions? I don't know. Well, I mean, I think um, the Dooku Asajj stuff, it also expands on Asajj a lot. Like, it shows mm. how she um, became, like, you know that she was training to be a Jedi, um, but you don't know right. why she was never sent to the temple until this. So, uh, apparently... Um, her master, like, basically self-exiled himself and then was trying to rescue this planet without, um, the Jedi's, like, approval, without their knowledge or anything like that. So, that's why she never, like, was brought into the Order or any of that stuff, but she had the training, um, and then her, um, master, they get cornered in a trap by, like, some, um like a rival gang or something and then he gets killed and then she goes on a killing rampage until she gets also tricked into a trap and then turned into a fighting slave but you kind of already uh, knew those things right like a big part of her story is um yeah clone, clone wars sufficiently i think provides a lot of characterization and background obviously there's always more background to be had on these yeah it so. does i does like the level of abuse that she goes through with that relationship, they do really well describing that and making you feel oh, like okay. she wants to make that change. Um, mm-hmm. And are there any Sith troopers in this book? Um, n- no. No. Hmm. But um, maybe hmm. in the background. Hmm. Okay, okay. The weird thing is... Um, Snoke was like alive for all of this, probably, right? So, what, what do you think Snoke's doing today? No, like during this book. Oh, I don't know. Um, probably he's busy being Mace Windu, I guess. Interesting. I was actually, as I was listening to this, I kept thinking like. I don't really care about <laughs> ten-year-old Dooku going up. I mean, it was an interesting story, um, but I would much rather like he's seen as the rising all-star. Um, like at one point, yeah. they offer him a spot on the Jedi Council, and then he declines it. Jedi scholarship. Yeah. Um, but it's just like everybody kind of admits that Windu Mace Windu is better than him. At least in fighting, right? Sure. Like, he's the best of them all. Right. Do they ever talk about why Count Dooku is such a dork in terms of lightsaber handles? Um, no, they, they actually don't get into the lightsaber of choice. No, yeah, they don't get into the lightsaber of choice. I mean, they show his lightsaber. That's crazy. Um, but... Do they talk about whether, even as a Jedi... He was a dork in terms of lightsaber handles. Um, the big thing is he is like this um, button up by the books person, 
and then he gets made fun of by Sifo Dias, who's like, hey, you know, let's break some rules. And he um, calls him by his nickname, which is Do. <laughs> and he's like, I hate that. And just like, Do, 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 Koo, which is kind of dumb, but also pretty I funny. Sounds pretty great. So they never talk about his lightsaber handle. Mm, no, they n- never talk about why he chose it. I mean, at one point, he... So they talk, do they say, like, even as a Jedi, he, uh, he was a dork in terms of lightsaber handles? Um, they say even as a Jedi, he was a dork, not the lightsaber handles. Does he have the curved hilt thing he does still. have he does have the curved hilt. that's why i'm asking um well no i'm saying that they never explain why he chooses it right yeah but he does he had that even as a jedi he had that even as a jedi there is what a is scene it? where he um fights his first apprentice like as a show like a um like a training exercise and um he just like basically mocks his um apprentices like fighting styles as they like go at it pretty hard gotcha so i mean it's it's definitely um i enjoyed it um it's not of the three other books that i've read that we're gonna do for their our book boy series um in july three three yeah three okay um, it's definitely not my favorite, but I, I, it's pretty good. Okay. Okay. Well, you got anything else or is it time for my decision? Um, no, I think with, without further ado, I think it's right, time so. for your decision. All right. Well, as always, uh, maybe for once in your stinking life, email us at povoicepodcast.gmail.com. Never happened yet. No reason to think it will ever happen. But hey, povoicepodcast.gmail.com, at povoice on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, my God, I don't read Star Wars books. What are you talking about? I don't read books. I don't do that. That's not me. No. 